0: Hi, right, this is Doctor Rod Story. Glad to be back in the studio here,
1: and the chocolate Knox. Ah,
0: chocolate Knox. man. That makes me think of Easter.
1: Well, you know, you could. That's that's yeah, resurrection. Yeah, well, I, I yeah, and the that. big
0: chocolate bunnies that always seem to be hollow inside. And
1: I was, <laughs> and see, here I was thinking about Jesus, but you know, I could take the hollow too. Because well, my the tomb kids was and hollow. I were talking
0: about Easter and just uh, one of the gifts that they got when we were before we moved this direction. We were. Uh, uh, I was actually baptized with my kids on, on Easter Sunday about 20 years ago now. and uh, Really? Yeah, it was kind of a cool thing. I, I, I grew up not in a Reformed tradition, and, and so uh, uh, being baptized was kind of a, uh, well, if you want to kind of thing. And, and I was convicted that I wanted to do that and also uh, needed to do that and did it alongside my kids on Easter Sunday.
1: Now, see, I'm not trying to start a fight, but I'm wondering one day if you can do a show on the medical metaphysics of baptism in families.
0: Ah. Is that wow, pop? that goes pretty deep. I was not prepared for that question. All well, I was gonna say is we got a chocolate cross as a gift and it was solid.
1: Well Praise the Lord. Yeah, praise the Lord. Yeah,
0: <laughs> great great gift on Easter Sunday to get for your first baptism. So Doug,
1: what are we talking about today? You know, well
0: you know what I'm gonna talk about gall. Okay. I'm gonna talk about gall bladders. Kind of oh. a weird thing to talk about, but I'm a yeah. I'm a physician and I when I when I listened to uh the Bible and, and I was listening to the, the the Easter week and the Passion week, one of the things that kind of jumped out at me was the word gall. Uh, You may remember that Jesus was offered on the cross a a mixture of wine that was bitter. It was mixed with something called gall. Okay. Do you remember catching that word? Yeah. If you're paying attention. Gall is a a word that's used throughout the Bible in a couple of places, and I think we'll come full circle of that. But it made me think about um, basically a bitter kind of dark liquid Um, and something that the human body has that's kind of very similar. And it uses the same word, gall, gallbladder.
1: I was not expecting that at all. Yes. Okay. Kind of strange. All right.
0: right. But in the medical world, uh, uh, honestly, there's a lot of biblical terms or biblical understanding that that impacts how we use language because King James Version Mm. really uh, brought a lot of English into a modern sense and gave us words to use. And gall and, and wormwood is a, is commonly used in, in a lot of places in scripture to talk about bitterness, uh, which I think is a really great way to talk about um, something that eats at you and eats at your soul, but also eats at your guts.
1: Okay, so then what is that? What gall means is something- well, that's a great question. So let's actually
0: go backwards. I want to talk okay. about the gallbladder, and, and uh, I'm also thinking about it because I have a family member who actually had gallbladder surgery today, and um, as as that person is recovering from it, it made me think about just the. uh, the commonness that people might experience and maybe they have questions about what does this thing actually do and should I have it out my doctor's talking to me about it
1: so what is a gallbladder yeah
0: absolutely All right, gallbladder Uh, let's talk uh, digestion so upper part of your digestion you have uh, you take the food in you chew on it you break it down as much as you can you swallow it into your stomach when it hits the stomach there's some acid in there and that helps both kill bacteria but also start the digestive process right it goes around a, a basically a pipe that's a very living tissue called your your duodenum, and your duodenum is your first part of your small bowel. Okay. 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 Right at that corner is a bunch of things that come in, kind of a, there's a collection of, uh, of uh, duct work that brings in digestive juices. It brings in digestive juices from your liver. It brings in digestive juices from your pancreas, and that comes in through something called your bile duct. Ever heard mm-hmm. of that? No, no I'm
1: okay, learning. Very I'm learning. Well, okay, very good. Well, I'm
0: glad that we're learning some things today yeah. because I think it's a, a marvelous thing that we can understand our body. It's not such a mystery. It's uh, uh, I think it's a glorious thing to actually study what the human body is. It's made in God's image, um, and it's been given, and consistently we can look at one person's gallbladder and say, well, if his gallbladder looks like that, I bet a lot of people's gallbladder looks like that. And indeed, we live in a consistent world that's made by a loving creator, Yeah, um, and it's a glorious thing to be able to kind of use that but also recognize in, in, a, in a fallen world, that we have disease and the disease affects this. Anyways, thinking about the gallbladder, the gallbladder is a little reservoir, a little pocket, almost like a purse that hangs on the underside of the liver. Okay. And it collects something called bile. Uh, ever heard of bile? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bile and gall are actually the same word. Okay. So okay. that's why I'm kind of bra- bringing this in, kind of piquing your interest here. A yeah, bit. I'm, I'm intrigued. Okay. Very okay. good. So bile is a, is a uh, recycled product that your body uses to digest fats. Okay. Where do you think it's recycled from? I don't know. Ah, he's going deep. Uh, It's actually recycled from blood. Really? Okay. Okay. wow. So I'm going to begin this journey a little bit farther back, trying not to lose too much in the weeds, but your body recycles red cells. It makes red cells that carry oxygen, but every 90 days it pulls out the old ones and puts in new ones. Those are broken down and they're digested in the spleen, carried through the blood, and then they're broken down further in the liver. And the liver yeah, takes those red cells, that now bilirubin, and it digests it or changes it into something called bile acid.
1: Mm. And that bile acid is used to break down fat. Fat.
0: Yeah. It's actually, we, we, uh, we use a term called uh, emulsifying, um, yep. or maybe a better way of looking at it is basically the equivalent of Dawn detergent. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so you've, you've washed dishes, yeah, yeah. and maybe yesterday after the big feast, of uh easter you might have taken some uh dishwashing detergent and put a big glop into the thing into the greasy pan and where did all that grease go yeah, spread it to the outside it didn't actually it just disappeared into tiny little particles that ah. you couldn't see particles that are now small enough that they can be carried in water and that's exactly what bile acid that's does. fascinating it takes big globs of of fat that you might be digesting whether uh, a nice easter ham or uh some gravy on the mashed potatoes or whatnot. And it makes it so that you can digest it. So you can actually get it into your bloodstream mm. because it starts as a big fatty glob and, and that just won't go anywhere.
1: So then is it fair to say that some of the cholesterol backups that we have happen because we're not, we don't have enough of the, of bile to break down the fats. And so it gets into the bloodstream and thickens it up. And we Well, it's it.
0: actually interesting. So there's this co- crosstalk that's going on and we'll get to why people develop gallbladder disease or problems with it. And it is partly due to the diet that we eat and you can change the cholesterol that the liver is making. And then the liver is excreting it into the body and it's digesting it back and forth. So this is crosstalk between what we eat and how the liver makes it. You need cholesterol. Every bit of tissue in your body is made out of cholesterol. All the hormones in your body are made out, of, made out of cholesterol, so you actually have to have some.
1: Mm. But
0: sometimes you can get off on the right uh, the wrong mix. Whether it's your body makes it because there's something genetically that's that's different about you, or you've just been really uh, eating McDonald's all the time and it's okay. Don't not good look at
1: okay. oh, so I guess there's a mirror across the way. So <laughs> so now so now we have uh, this gall the gall bladder. Yeah.
0: So you have this gallbladder. It's a little purse, and and remarkably, it's this little um, muscle purse that basically stores up a lot of bile so mm. that if you do have a big meal full of yummy fats, a good uh, uh, biscuit covered in butter, or you can imagine all the sort, sorts of yummy things, or maybe you, you eat too many cheese curds in one sitting like like <laughs> me from Wisconsin, uh, you would need to have a lot of bile all at once. And that's really what the gallbladder is. It's a storage and it's a, uh, on demand, gives a little squeeze, gives you a great squirt right into that duodenum that first part of your small ball, And then you have just the right mix of soaping agent or mm. uh, emulsifier that helps take that fat and make it into little pieces so that it's small enough. You can absorb it and begin digesting it.
1: So what happens then that that's a, that's massive. First of all, yeah, like, isn't that the, a crazy thing? It that, is. I mean,
0: that, the, just the thought that it took millions of years for that to <laughs> happen. Oh, wait a sec. No, How no, do, that, that was beautifully made thoughtfully by a creator given to us. For us to either um, eat a very low fat diet and we didn't need all that bile, or um, maybe you had a feast and it was glorious, and you wanted to be able to digest that. It's a good God that actually gave us our body to be able to handle feasting in a glorious way
1: which means somebody so God given us this this gallbladder to how do we be good stewards of it? Uh, <laughs>
0: good yeah, you know honestly we live in a broken world. Uh, it's a world affected by sin, and one of the ways that, that sin affects us is by bodies that have disease, have illness. Yeah. And the gallbladder is not an uncommon one. In fact, it's actually a huge amount of disease around the world. I know, we were talking a little earlier, and, and most uh, people that might be listening to this probably know someone that has had gallbladder disease yeah. or has had their gallbladder out because it's actually really, really common. Uh, I was looking up some statistics, and there's actually about um, oh about 600 Thousand removals of gallbladders in the United States alone every year. What? A, That's what, a huge number of, yeah. of surgeries.
1: And why do you think? Why do you think that is?
0: Well, it's we don't know exactly why it happens. We do know that it seems to be increasing in the number of people that develop gallbladder. Mm. And the reason that people have gallbladders taken out is because they develop symptoms. Uh, symptoms are usually this nausea that comes about two hours after you eat a food, uh-huh. and it comes because the gallbladder begins to de- develop a couple of problems. One is it can start to get stones. Mm. And these are stones that are actually very similar in the way that they're, they look or the way that they're made to pearls. Okay. Okay. I'm, again, I'm kind of reaching out here. It's a very though. similar idea to how uh, an oyster will make a pearl. Mm. So you, you know, an oyster, when they want to make a pearl, they stick a little piece of sand in its gum or under its muscle, and it starts to get really irritated at it. And it just covers it with coat upon coat upon coat of purling agents to kind of try and cover that irritant. Mm. That's how gallstones form as well. We think it's probably a viral illness. Um, Actually, this year has turned out to be uh, a panacea for gallbladder issues because COVID has kind of created that circumstance. We've actually seen a number of people who've had their first gallbladder attack about a month after having COVID.
1: Really? Yeah. Okay. So, mm. Well, that's that's intriguing. I'm wondering. So, so you get this stone how though? Well, the stone is.
0: Um, we think it started off with a. There's a medical term called a nidus, a little tiny something that irritates it, and it basically causes those salts that are in that acid, that bile acid. Because bile is basically made of salts, water, fat mixture. It's just this kind of perfect mix, uh, like a soaping agent. But in, in in this circumstance, it just starts to settle out, almost like uh, too much uh, salt and some salt water. What happens? It starts to crystallize, yep. starts to pull rock out. Rock up. Yep. Yeah, it starts to rock up. And that's basically what's happening here is a gallstone is a rock that starts to form.
1: Well, how do you, so then knowing that, is there a particular type of diet, a t- particular type of thing that we can do to help keep um, our, our gallbladder healthy?
0: Well, it's, a, it's a great question. Um, and a lot of people do tend to eat well. Uh, to try and handle gallbladder disease. So I have a number of patients who, when, they, when we find out they've got these stones, and the stones cause problem because when the gallbladder squeezes, that little stone can move into the bile duct. Mm. The bile duct is not very big. It's maybe oh, oh, a quarter um, inch or maybe even an eighth of an inch. It gets stuck. Or at least it plugs the entrance, and then the it's gallbladder is squeezing. It. Oh man, people people kind of discover this this awful nausea, or this band across their upper belly. Sometimes it goes through the back. Sometimes they're heaving their guts out because they're like, man, it just this this feels terrible. Off
1: from this little yeah,
0: off from this little stone, and then it goes away. It's called colicky pain. Kind of you've heard of a colicky baby? Yeah, it comes yeah. and then it goes, and it comes and goes. And people are like, man, I, I, I can't eat anything that has fat in it. Aha, it's probably your gallbladder. That's actually not all. Not everybody has gallbladder disease, has a stone. A lot more of us actually have sludge, and that's where the diet can play a big role. If we kind of reduce the the amount of fats that we're eating, particularly the really saturated fats, mm. uh, not the natural type fats like an avocado or or good dairy. Butter? Butter is actually uh, – don't take my butter. Uh, <laughs> okay, all yeah, right, good. Butter actually is um, – it, it really is the, the – um, the manufactured fats, the deep fried fats that tend to cause. Doritos. Oh boy. Are you sponsored by Doritos? No. Yeah, maybe you should. Let's call them up. <laughs> um, it, it, it does seem that people benefit who have gallbladder disease from eating a very low fat diet, mostly because they're just not triggering this gallbladder to have that big squeeze and then get stuck. But a lot of people can reverse that sludging. But even more so, you want to hear more of the, com- yeah. the more common causes? Of, yeah, yeah. It's actually estrogen.
1: And estrogen right now is almost in everything that we're.
0: Well, there is a lot of estrogen. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of estrogen things. Uh, I, you don't have any natural estrogen. Your beard is very long, and that's that's
1: a fabulous thing. Good. Uh, that's a scientific fact. Longer beards, more testosterone.
0: No, the reason I bring that up is we know that there are things that trigger, uh, particularly women who are much more com- more likely to have gallbladder disease than men, and it has to do with estrogen. Mm. And one of the more remarkable things is we've begun adding estrogen into women's life in a lot of different ways. Most common, birth control pills. Wow. And the birth control pills have really increased the uh, likelihood of women developing gallbladder disease.
1: And and because of the estrogen? Yeah, it's a
0: higher amount of estrogen. And we, we don't know exactly how it triggers it, but we just know that a higher estrogen state will trigger women to have gallbladder disease and you know, so it's a common cause
1: you know doc it's funny when you say like we don't know how it you know I've heard you say that twice with this and it's amazing to me how much we're willing to play uh, with such an amazing piece of creation not knowing <laughs> you know yes. some of the you know and that's
0: what, I mean if we're honest in medicine there's still a lot of mystery there uh, uh-huh. and there's a lot to be plumbed and there always will be uh, the what What God has made is, is infinitely wise and uh remarkable and beautiful and we're only scratching the surface I do think that uh, medicine is is understood for a long time that removing a gallbladder can be uh, the needed thing.
1: Let's talk about that for a second because if the gallbladder is so important, particularly to your digestive system, mm-hmm. what happens then when you lose a gallbladder? What kicks in or how do you?
0: Well, you know, sometimes sometimes the gallbladder actually begins to, to go bad. And actually around the world, it's a common cause of death. About 100,000 people die of gallbladder um, wow. disease every year uh, around the world. Now, now, that's a small bit. But it's a real thing, and and we thankfully don't see it very often in the United States because people tend to get to that point where their gallbladder is really, really sick, and it's it's basically necrotic or dying, and they have to take it out. And thankfully, we have tools, little lap, laparoscopes, little scopes that take it out. Although I think um, still it should be uh, thought about as maybe... Only in an emergency case, let's try every way possible to keep that gallbladder if at all possible by changing the diet for a while Mm -hmm. or maybe removing that estrogen that you're taking and, and removing something that might be pushing the balance.
1: So we have things like uh, pacemakers for hearts and things like mm. that. Do we have anything as an alternative for gallbladders?
0: No, um, we do not. Uh, and, and maybe that's something that uh, someone, some smart kid that's listening here today will, will come up with a, a beautiful way of, of helping maintain the gallbladder. What we do know is that people can have a gallbladder like uh, my family members having theirs out today because they, they just kept having um, pretty severe problems and it was, and it was uh, life-changing. And so... Um, deciding to go ahead and have that done mostly from the standpoint that, that it was making her pancreas sick over and over again. And that, that actually can be very serious and even life threatening.
1: So again, what kind of, what, what, if, if you lose your gallbladder, it gets taken out. What does your lifestyle look like then?
0: Well, you're mostly, uh, a lot of people end up going on and, and, um, living quite well. Um, it is, it is the kind of thing that you probably can't feast quite as, uh, mm. deeply or, or, uh, your plate of, you probably have to be a little more judicious with the amount of fat that you take in. But people actually do quite well, and I'm glad for that.
1: Mm. So at the end of the day, the reason that you decided out of all the things to talk about in medicine, well, gallbladder.
0: Yeah, so the, uh, listening to the, to the, to the uh, Easter Passion story and hearing about gall that was offered to Jesus, which basically a bitter bitter liquid, but also thinking about my family member and, and her having her surgery Today, it made me think. I bet there's some people that might want to hear about this. But you know, it's not just um, the passion story. Actually, gallbladders pop up a lot in scripture, and I think it's 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 really a, it's an interesting object lesson for bitterness.
1: Mm. Do you think that um, since you brought it up, do you think that our bitterness and in, in maybe not willing to forgive and other things like that might affect? Ah, uh,
0: good question. Well, you know, I, I, I've seen, um, and it's quite to our injury, that when we carry bitterness, it, yeah, um, our, my, one of my pastors, Pastor Doug Wilson, often says it's like a, a wound that you nurture that you won't ever let anyone take care of, and that wound festers, and eventually it gets bigger, and you keep blaming the other person for that wound, even though that injury, the original injury is long gone. Mm. Bitterness is like that. It's like stewing an injury to your own, own uh your own hurt.
1: So we don't know it really. I mean, maybe we do as a doctor, how much our actual emotions and attitudes and bitterness actually play a part in our health as well.
0: I think they play a large role. Um, And, and our, uh, I think people have recognized that for a long time, whether they say, uh, man, I, that, that I have something in the pit of my stomach that's in that same area of the gallbladder. And people will say, you know, I just, I I feel like that made me sick. Uh, Mm. Or our distance between our, our emotions and our and our uh, physicality are just really tight. They're not, we're not, we don't, as Christians, we realize that, that there really is no separation between body and soul. Uh, we really, the only thing that can divide that is, is God's word.
1: Mm. Okay, so if I want to take care of my gallbladder, one of the best things to do is low-carb diet, Right? Sure. What would uh, be the best uh, thing to do?
0: I, I think, first off, recognizing that occasionally we do have gallbladders that go bad, and it's right. just living in a broken world. Right. And it's a great mercy that, that we do have uh, medical ways of kind of addressing it. At the same time, taking good care of yourself means, means uh, being thoughtful if you, if you are on hormone-type medication as to some of the implications of that. Uh, secondly, being aware of, of, um, of healthy diets um, and, and managing those um I do think that we've we've unbalanced much of our diet in for the ease and convenience of of drive through and and uh, fast food and that's not always been and we and we've forsaken the whole foods and the good foods and the and the things that actually have fat but are not usually implicated in these circumstances.
1: Watch your trans fats a little bit and do a little exercise wouldn't hurt you at
0: all. Oh boy, Uh, here we go again on exercise. Um, Let's talk a little bit about uh, gall uh, when it comes to the Bible though. I think that there's a couple of interesting passages that do talk about bitterness that are worthwhile as we we take this and apply it to something that matters for the soul. Uh, Job was the first one that I uh, did a little word study this morning, kind of jumped off the page. Uh, Job talks about, the bitterness of of God's um, judgment and allowing this harm in his life, and he he actually uses these words. He says uh, that God pierced my kidneys and he spills my gall on the on the ground. Mm. Uh, and and I think we do experience the bitterness of um, God's judgment, but also the bitterness of trial. Uh, and it and it often can be described as a as a as a being galled by something. Uh, Job twenty has a really interesting thing where where uh, one of the one of Job's so-called friends comes after him and says, well, you know, uh, whether you're good or whether you're wicked, it all ends in naught. Uh, and he actually describes gallbladder disease almost to a, to a T. He says the, that, that God allows uh, the, the illness to kind of be like sweetness in the mouth, but something that you can't bear when it reaches your stomach. It turns sour. It's almost like the venom of a serpent within you. Uh, and it, wow. it's like rich food that finally makes it to the stomach and then you vomit it back up. But if that isn't a picture of gallbladder disease perfectly, uh, and wow. he says it, it's even like you can't enjoy the streams of, or, or the rivers of flowing milk and honey. Mm. Um, and, and I do think that that's a picture of bitterness, uh, of, of something or you, even the, the good of the earth, you can't, you can't enjoy or can't swallow. Um, that's good. Doc. Ephesians um, kind of takes that full circle, and, and and I'll leave you guys with a connection here. Is uh, if you want to come looking at the end of our talk here on, on something to deal with bitterness, and as we talked about bitterness and, and how it may even be impacting us physically, yeah. maybe even causing gallbladder disease. It's uh, 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 it might be a strong, but but um, Paul, as he's writing to the Ephesians, and his very very last words in Ephesians, he says that you need to get rid of all bitterness. And the word there is actually gall. Mm. You need to get rid of the gall. You need to get rid of the rage, the anger, the brawling, the slander, all forms of malice. We need to get rid of that. And how do we get rid of that? By forgiving one another, just as Christ forgave us.
1: Wow, it sounds like part of the medicine, along with all the other things you gave us, is forgiveness. (laughs) Uh, I don't think there's
0: any better medicine for the soul or for the body. Yeah, Um, wow. And and as we uh, close or celebrate, Uh, Easter week and remember what Christ did for us. Uh, Let's turn that um, and get rid of the bitterness and malice and and, uh, forgive one another.
1: Amen.